previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Yeah, and, and we yeah, finally got a decent what? game, which was nice. I'm sure they don't go with <laughs> the buck. <laughs> I'm sure those Wait, are, Phoenix. yeah, there's some Arizona shirts that are out there. Right? Well, but, but I was mentioning more in a positive sense, like, you know, you want to f*** the buck. No. Like, oh, like, yeah. No. Not okay. like, hey, go f*** the guy's butt. I mean, like, yeah, let's f*** the buck. All right. Sorry about that, y'all, anyway, if you were so, listening yeah. with the kids. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC podcast network. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Littles. Is this like NPR or what? Why not? (laughs) I feel like we're now on NPR. (laughs) Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are going solo today. Duo. We're the dynamic duo today. I mean, Simon, I don't know what his excuse is. Well, he's in Vegas, so he always has an excuse. He might be dealing with the shitter. The shitter. (laughs) I don't think the Littles know anything about that. Oh. <laughs> well, they know about his, he runs these Airbnbs out there that are trailers. Right. But, so, and yeah, so there's a septic, right? There's a septic thing that sometimes they have to Overflows. take care of. Anyway, Oops. that's not the best way to open this podcast. <laughs> More importantly, it's Tiny Chuck's birthday. So he's not going to show up. I mean, I think his quote was, well, if Tony doesn't have to show up for his birthday, why should he have to show up for his birthday? Right. Tiny Chuck, you should be here, though, because we're celebrating your life today. I believe he's 49 this year. So, hey. yeah, he's an old one. So big four nine. Big four nine. So happy birthday, Tiny Chuck. Maybe Sully got you something for your birthday. I don't Aww, know. That'd maybe, be sweet. Maybe he'll send him a little private message and they can have their little bromance behind the scenes. <laughs> well, you, know. you know, people can hope for that. Anyway, Roxy, we have to open. If we weren't before, we are definitely fearing the deer now. NBA finals could end tonight. Milwaukee could be very happy. They go into Phoenix and win game five. So they are up now 3-2 going back to Milwaukee. Game six tonight could be amazing. I mean, we're kind of excited now because it was looking pretty glim there for a little bit when they went down 0-2. But now they've... Definitely taking care of business, won three out of four. Even our beloved Tony Kornheiser had to eat some crow on yesterday's podcast because he even said, he goes, like, there's no way they're going to win four out of five. I think Wilbon was in the same department there. Yeah. You know, they just said they're never going to win four out of five, which... It ain't over till it's over. It ain't over till it's over. Speaking of, uh, we had, we're going to start with one minor correction, I think, sort of, maybe not, but we did get a little email from Roop Sharma. Yeah, so Roop says... Chuck, in a playoff series when the home team loses, it is not said that the series is over, but rather that it has begun. Okay, fair enough. And I'm not, no way am I saying that's wrong, because I do believe he's right. That is the Mm -hmm. saying. Mm -hmm. But I did a little deep dive thought into that. What happens if the home team doesn't lose until game seven? Series is over, right? So, I mean, I, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say is technically I'm right as well. So we can both be right. Hmm. Is that... What? You're, you're not so sure, Roxy. Well, I don't know. Well, I'm, think about I'm, it. I'm not reading. I'm, I'm reading into the pauses in the email. <laughs> well, read it again. Uh, in a playoff series, when the home team loses, it is not said that the series is over, but rather that it has begun. Now, is that just referring to the first game? No, no. It's saying there's a saying. Or just in general. It's just in general. They're saying because most Because I time- could see that if it was the first, it was specifically the first game. But if it's just in general, I, I don't. It's quite kind of in general. Well, because like they won the first two at home, then Milwaukee won the second two at home. Right. But the home teams were winning the games, mm-hmm. and there's that saying out there. My point is though, if every home team just continues to win until we get to Game Seven, and then the home team loses, the series is over because that's Game Seven. Obviously, right, I, I'm right. being a little kind of a technicality jerk i'll admit that (laughs) just so i can say i wasn't wrong but you know i get it no and he's right he's right that is a very famous saying all right i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna ponder this all day okay and so let's move on we we actually and again we love this when we know our hosts our co-hosts actually listen to the show Mm -hmm. when not co-hosting with us and we got a text from ritz actually and it's in regards to our latest uh meet the littles guest David Patton, because he was talking all about the Little League World Series. Well, David Patton, Mr. Trivia, did you know Chris Drury, star of the 1989 Trumbull Connecticut Little League Champions, is now president GM of the New York Rangers? And then he throws in there, we have to get you more interested in hockey, Chuck. So... (laughs) 
Not denying that fact. I did not know that. Did you, I'm guessing you mm. didn't know that. No I mean, way. I feel like you're more connected with the Rangers than I am because of the owner being The being only boss, thing basically. I'm connected with the Rangers other than that is the fact that one year we got Rangers onesies as a holiday present. Okay. Um, from the company. Fair enough. But I actually think there's another thing. I oh, mean, you actually scored a goal. Yes, I did. On the ice. I forgot. How could I forget that? <laughs> he literally scored a goal on the, the most important one, because without my goal, our team would not have won. Exactly. So, so I only got one, but it was the one that counted. Exactly. So that's <laughs> all that matters. And then speaking of David Patton and his most recent Meet the Littles interview, we love when we get texts from uh, Tinies as well. Yeah, we more. it was more of like a shout. Yeah. shout at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was more like someone heard the episode, got a little upset, and then tweeted at us or texted us. I forget how it, it was. A, it was a text, but it was all caps. All caps. All caps. What did it say? This is from Maeve. Maeve, Maeve Walsh. Walsh. Scott Organic has known me since I was six. He better come to NYC. <laughs> So, all caps. So, and I, I would have shouted more into the mic, but yeah, I didn't no, want to blow out all your eardrums. So now, you're welcome. L- look, and we certainly don't want to cause any problems here. <laughs> As we've said on the last episode, the important part of this is that you're going somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, to a summer of summer Littles, of Littles event. Three point one event. Yes. yes. I mean that's the important thing. Now, could we sway you into coming to New York City? I mean, if it takes Maeve shouting at you, I mean, Dave sounded like he was on board. So that's not the problem. I guess the problem was Scott here. So I don't know. I'm just saying it's important that you go to one. But if it happens to be New York City, we're certainly not going to complain about it. Extra brownie points. Yeah. (laughs) Now, speaking of Meet the Littles guests. Now, look, we feel that they should all be treated equally. Mm -hmm. And we think they're all great. Mm -hmm. We do. We say this all the time. And but there occasionally some come on that excite us for different reasons. Uh, For me, it's if it's a musician or if something you're really interested in and stuff like that, you kind of start geeking out. It'd be like the equivalent if if someday we're going to find one of these littles that come on to meet the littles and they're going to be like, oh, I've been dancing for 40 years. Right. And you're just going to be like, I'm just going to be like like, that thing that we discover before the interview takes place that we have a connection with and that that is but pretty cool. Sometimes it happens as the interview is happening. Right. Like they don't write anything on their sheet. And then right. all of a sudden it's like, what? You, you, wait, you do what? Well, that was this moment for me. I feel bad because Roxy basically took a back seat because she just was like listening. And I even apologized during the interview because I was like, I'm so sorry. Hey, like, I'm a good listener. You are. You're a great listener. And that's, yeah, we, I knew that. But I did want to get into real quick before we get to the Meet the Littles guest. Mary Faye Randolph tweets in. TBS is showing the Padres at Nats. The camera operators don't seem to realize we want to see the DC Wall of Fame, Tony's name on it, or Chris Saliza. But there is a young woman on the front row right behind the batter's box that hasn't looked up from her phone for about two innings. Those people make me mad. Okay, first of all, Chuck, (laughs) as you were reading that, I'm looking at you, but I was in my mind envisioning you reading that and going like wink 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 to like into the mic at the littles like as a hint oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to say what that hint was but just throughout that entire spiel that you just gave and I just can't think of a better that was a great segue that was such a the best segue we could have ever asked for yeah. Mary Fair Randolph and she had no idea but number two my second point about what she said is I agree I think those people that are on their phones every five seconds and they're sitting right in the front. We get this all the time when we're performing on stage. You've got those people who I've seen people passed out asleep <laughs> in the front row. And they're not children who it's okay for them to be passed out in the front seat. These are grown adults just like conked out, snoring. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm working my tail off up here. What are you doing? If you are going to sit in the front row, you need to be aware that that seat comes with major responsibility. <laughs> And if you can't handle it, don't sit there. I mean, that's an I'd much nap. rather an empty seat than someone passed out. <laughs> Maybe Auto they enjoyed rant. it so much. Yeah, that, that was a pretty good rant. <laughs> but Mary Faye, I totally understand oh, yeah. where you're coming from. Yeah, it's annoying. Like, there's all these fans that are sitting in the nosebleed section who would kill for those yeah. seats. And there's the person sitting on the phone or sleeping, as right. you said. Right. Yeah, it's, it's annoying. Right. But Mary Faye, seriously. Great segue. Greatest segue we could have asked for. Loyal Littles, you're not going to want to miss this one. Bob Sproul, hold on to your seat. And anyone else from Pittsburgh, that's your only clue. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. 
Hi, this is Dave Spector from Bells Up Winery in Newburgh, Oregon, and your host for the Summer of Littles 3.1 on Saturday, August 7th. If you're in the Portland area, come on over to meet some fellow Littles and share our mutual admiration for the bald orange one. You don't need to be a wine drinker to participate, but please bring your favorite potluck food item to share with the group. Just go to summeroflittles.com and RSVP so we know you're coming. Now back to Chuck, Roxy, and the gang on the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by a band called The Ramblers. And this song is called Ain't Gonna Let That Bring Me Down. And if you like what you hear, the best way to see all their stuff is on their YouTube channel. So just head on over to YouTube and just search The Ramblers. That's R-A-M-B-L-E-R-S. And as always, we'll play the full song Ain't Gonna Let That Bring Me Down at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal Littles, it's now time to meet the Littles. And boy, do we have a fun one for you today. We've got co-hosts that are super jealous. We're going to have loyal listeners that are super jealous. Please welcome to the show, Joe Magnu. Hey, Joe, how's it going? (laughs) Good, how are you? All right, well, why don't we... We're great. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. My phone is buzzing with questions from certain past co-hosts we've had. He's super jealous that he can't be on the call right now. So why don't we just rip the Band-Aid off? Tell everyone what you do. I am a freelance cameraman, and specifically sports. I don't do, like, news or anything that would be depressing or hard. So I just do sports. I do Pirates, Penguins, Steelers here locally in Pittsburgh, and then I also travel a little bit. I've gone to four or five different major league parks, and I do college football, and I'll do just about anything if you pay me and it's sports related. <laughs> All right, oh, I, do, so. I do want to do curling. But the, oh. My Canadian camera friends tell me don't because it's boring, but I just think it'd be fun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Wait, I love that. <laughs> okay, so someone check in on Bob Sproul right now. Right. Make sure he's okay. Yep. He <laughs> might need to be resuscitated or something right now. All right, so, but now let's go back. Let's go to the beginning. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? All that stuff. How did this all happen? I, I kind of fell into it. I grew up in a little mill town halfway between Pittsburgh and Cleveland called Farrell. And if there's any Pennsylvania older people over 50, they probably know Farrell because it was a basketball powerhouse back in the 50s, 60s, 70s. And they actually beat, beat Will Chamberlain in 1954. And he claims that they cheated, got homered, but they won by one. And that was his only loss. So, so uh, his only <laughs> loss in high school? In two years of high school, yeah. That was their only loss. The Philadelphia Public League, was they lost 59-58 in a Christmas tournament uh, in my hometown. And there's old footage, and you can see 3,000 people and you know all these medium-sized people, and then there's Will. <laughs> wow. And so did and they— I- did it, was it like nowadays with LeBron where like we just knew in high school? Oh, yeah. Oh, it, he same was thing? so much. Yeah. He, my mom was there and she told me this. And I actually got to meet him in Hawaii, but I, won't, I really can't tell that story. Uh, <laughs> he, let's just say he still held a grudge 30 years after. Oh. The success, so. But it was funny. He was nice to me after that. <laughs> That's so funny that, yeah, there's yeah. all these like different moments that we can't talk about. And, yeah, uh, right. It's he, ir- just, he couldn't believe it. He, when I told him where I was from, and my dad set me up and told me, and I didn't know the story at the time. Oh. So he just starts berating me and yelling obscenities, and then he smiles and says, I'm over it now. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's fantastic. So now you say you fell into the gig, but now, so yeah. did you go to school after that for anything? College? I, I went to Duquesne University in Pittsburgh, and I thought I was going to be a lawyer because I oh. like to argue. I 
talk. And uh, about halfway through freshman year, a guy on my floor was interning at KDK Television. And he said, hey, you want to come down and watch a newscast? Yeah, sure. Because at this point, I was a photographer. I loved photography. I was on yearbook in high school and college. And my mom convinced me that I can't make a living doing that. So I said, OK, I'll be a lawyer. Well, I saw a newscast and, and I go, hey, this is this is kind of cool. I could probably, you know, it's a, similar to like Sappho is the baseball photography and TV. Mm-hmm. And I got finished with that. And I called my mom and I said, I want to because I wanted to go to biz, into business school, and she goes, well, you can just come home and transfer to Youngstown State. I go, I don't think so. <laughs> so I, I think I'll give this TV thing a shot, and I switched my major, and I got lucky that when I got out of college was sort of when sports on TV kind of grew. Mm-hmm. So, you know, where growing up, I would have never seen Division Two college game on sure. TV. Now there's high school games on TV. Yeah, because there was no so like, ESPNU in, and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that so they needed people. So I kind of got in at the right time. Wow. Now, now, you say you switched your major. Was that to journalism or is there an actual more of a major for that? Or? Now it's more, it was basically communications. Yeah. It was still, it was like in its infancy. Come on, it was in the 80s. So, sure. you know. Well, I was trying to say all this without giving away your age if you didn't want it. So I was trying to be like, wow, that's so great. So it's almost like you knew right away. It just kind of. Yeah, it just kind of clicked with me because, I, I, like I said, I always loved photography. And my mom used to yell whenever we'd go on vacation because there would never be people in any of the pictures because <laughs> I'm taking pictures of buildings and trees. Right. But I knew I didn't want to. I was out with the camera guys. and We had to interview a woman whose house had just burned down or something. And I said, I, I can't do this. I'm not sticking a camera in someone's face. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the worst. So that's when I said, I kind of want to do sports. Yeah, and yeah, just sports. Is I so mean, sports easier. sometimes can get sad. But well, I was going to say, <laughs> you know. Do you- have you ever Your had to do, loses, but... let's just jump right to it. Have you ever do, you know, one that always impressed me and I liked, but it, I felt like how terrible that must feel interviewing the losing coach after the big game, like Super Bowl or whatever. They'd always go to the outside of the locker room. Yeah. They would never go and they would interview the coach. Do you ever have to do one of those? That must be kind of the same thing. It's hard. Even if it's a team, I don't follow. I mean, you just... You know, everyone in there is is completely devastated. Yeah. And, you know, you're just doing your job and you just you try to be quiet. Don't make eye contact and follow <laughs> the reporter and, and see what he wants to do. And but see, the thing is, too, when we do games, there's guys from all over the country. For instance, in 16, when I was doing the World Series, you know, there's guys from Chicago and, and there's guys from L.A. And me being an Indians fan, I'm living my dream. I'm, I'm working a World Series for one of the teams I like. Game seven, and when it was over, I was crushed when the yeah. Cubs won. I, I'm sitting here going, I can't believe this, you yeah. know. But I couldn't be a fan because I was doing my job. So it really didn't kick in till I got down to the truck afterwards. And some of the camera guys are, hey, man, sorry, and stuff like that. Go, yeah, yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So talk about burying <laughs> the lead. Okay. <laughs> but I do want to let, let me circle back real quick because I, I hope there, I didn't offend anyone. I didn't mean to equate yeah. losing the Super Bowl to someone you know, losing their burning house. And right. Stuff like that. I didn't mean to well, like I, compare. I, yeah. I, there's no, there's no it's comparison. Hard. I mean, cause that's devastation, you know, that I don't right. mean to yeah. compare it to These losing a game. I mean, yeah. This yeah. is, this is what they paid to do. And, and they worked all season for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you feel it's funny because teams that I used to hate as a fan or whatever, couldn't stand this or that. But then as I got to work in this business, you realize, Hey, these are guys, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I still may not like them as a fan, but, you get to meet some of the guys. And, you know, everyone out there is just doing a job. Yeah. They're players. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I don't even know where to go at this point, Roxy. <laughs> I mean, okay, well, you you brought it up. So you were working Game 7? Yeah, in Cleveland. Wow. Wow, okay. You know what? We'll come back to that. <laughs> that there's your teaser, Littles. You have to come back. <laughs> okay, when you mentioned what you do, you said freelancer. Now, what does that mean? So are you saying that, like, the Pirates don't have a full-time staff? I'm, I'm confused no, by I- that. What happens is, like, say, for instance, tomorrow, the New York Mets are coming to town and they contact a crewer here that said, hey, we need a crew. We need this many camera guys, this many tape operators. And then they pull from the local guys here. And we so I could be working for the Mets tomorrow. Really? And then I'll be working for the Pirate Network, AT&T Sports, for the next homestand. And so NBC will call and say, hey, we're, we're coming to Pittsburgh. You know, we need you to run camera. Wait, so, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. So I'm so confused. <laughs> Is this like a sub situation? Like, so the Pirates don't have like their, their 10 solid guys that work every no. game? Well, 
It's AT&T Sports Crews, the pirate games. Okay. And so what happens is now there are, there's a set group of seven or eight so-called regulars that get, they have this camera okay. every game. Gotcha. First, and then they fill in with the rest of the Pittsburgh guys, which, like, which I like better because I don't like being stuck to the same camera. Mm-hmm. All right. Sometimes I'm in the outfield. Sometimes I'm at third base. Sometimes I'm down by the dugout. So that's kind of cool. But then there are same guys. But other networks, yeah. Now, years ago, they would travel some guys, but basically they travel, you know, producer, director, guys in the truck. But then all the camera guys, the audio guys, they're all local. Gotcha. Unless okay. you're like somewhere in the middle of nowhere where sure. they have no local. Well, I was going to say that actually probably works out better for you because then, yeah. like you said, when NBC calls or, you know, whoever, whoever has the Sunday night baseball or. But now, and if you notice, if you if you're watching baseball this year and you see like a, a funky cut where the guy swishes or you're like, what the heck was that? Because of COVID, what they've been doing now is the producers, the announcers, nobody's here. So it's all us Pittsburgh guys. Like everyone from New York will be in New York directing. Oh. And the problem is there's a delay. There's sure. a, from a two to three second delay from what they see. Right. Oh what my I gosh. Mean. So you always got to stay your shot just a little bit longer because you're not sure where that delay hits. Right. So when you're watching your favorite team and they're on the road and you see us, that's chances are that's what it is because he's seeing what I shot him two seconds ago. And if I swish on him and he didn't take off me, yeah. Oops. Right. 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 Wow. Okay. Yeah, so there's nobody here. All right. So, well, then why don't we just go there? Because we won't make the littles wait any longer. Okay. So, well, first, you kind of dropped a little hint, and this is what kind of ticked this off for me, was mm-hmm. your sports fandom. Just tell her, where does that lie? You know what? When I hear, say, college kids, or, you know, oh, I would love to, I love sports. I would love to do this for a living. And I go, careful what you wish for. Because mm-hmm. if you're a diehard sports fan, it's probably not a good business to get into. Because one, you can't really be a fan while you're working. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, here I am at game seven, all these things are happening. And I just want to scream and yell, and I can't. And two, there are times when I go home, like when my kids were younger, and they say, Dad, who won? And I go, wait, i got to think about this. Who was shaking hands on the mound after? Because you don't really know. You're right. you're so – and because if I'm doing a camera, say, that's down by the dugouts, and someone hits a home run, I don't see it because I'm yeah. I have other you're responsibilities. You're focused on the pitcher. Right. I don't follow the ball. Right. You know, there's only certain guys that follow the ball. So, I mean, we have a little button that we can see the replays and see what's going on over the air. But there's so much that I miss because I have yeah. other responsibilities. Yep. And people think baseball is so boring. But when that ball's hit, and if you watch and see how many times they cut around a camera, and you know the director, you have certain responsibilities. And believe me, if he's going to yell camera one because he's coming around third, you better be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah. You got to just follow the runner the whole way or yeah. as he comes around yeah. second, I imagine, or whatever. So, you know. Yeah, so I don't, yeah, I don't see the ball when I'm down there. Wow, that's yeah. so interesting. But going back, I mean, you kind of leaked. You are a Cleveland fan, but living in Cleveland outside of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I, li- oh. I like them both. Oh, okay. As a kid Is... growing up, the Indians were terrible. Wait, so wait, wait. I... Is that allowed? Of course. In baseball, I think it is because okay. at the time I was a kid, they did because people always say, "Were you a Browns fan?" No, yeah. let's not right. get crazy. Just <laughs> Indians, <laughs> and so they never play. But now that they play, you know, I yeah. have double dual allegiance. I think is okay. Okay, all right, <laughs> for Fair baseball enough. only. We'll see if any littles write in about that. But um, no, I think it's fine because both teams are just haven't been amazing lately. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. So I mean, now going back, so you kind of leaked this out already. Because one of my questions, obviously, was what's the biggest game you've ever worked? And so would that be it? Yeah, I would think so. Okay. I mean, I would think so. You know, know, a lot of guys in this business will say they're they're pinnacle to know that they've done it. It would be like a Super Bowl or something. Sure. For me, it was always my mom was a diehard baseball fan. And for me, it was always baseball. Yeah. And to actually do one of the teams I follow made it even more special. Sure. Now, besides just saying to me, like, what, what do you mean? I'm great at my job. Like, how did you get that gig? Like, to me, because let me equate this to something that I was immediately thought of. I would think of it as like an umpire being asked to ump game seven of a World Series. Because we all know that doesn't always just happen. So what was Uh, that like? I begged. (laughs) Sent out out a lot of emails. Because they're the same people who would crew us for either a regular season game or other sports that, say, Fox would carry or CBS would carry. So a lot of the same people. And they were the production was so large that they, there was at least seven or eight of us from Pittsburgh that went up to Cleveland. And I just pretty much said, please, 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 I gotta, 
<laughs> and I had worked with the director years ago when he was actually a director for one of the major league teams until he got the, the main gig. So he knew who I was, and it kind of threw me a bone, and it was so, much appreciated. So two follow-up questions then. So did you— How else had to be good? <laughs> well, of course, of course. Yeah. Now, so that's what I was going to say. So two follow-up questions. One, did you get to do any of the one through six? I did six and seven. I was booked for the first few. I was I couldn't do those. They had asked me if I wanted the whole series, but I, I ended up just doing six and seven. And it was funny because I had ended up doing the mic'd up uh, camera. Okay. So I, oh. Game six was Rajay Davis, I think, had the mic on. And game seven, um, Ross, the now Cubs manager, who right. ended up being the World Series hero. And yeah. uh, I, I reminded him that he broke my heart when I saw him a couple of years later. No, wait, wait, wait. So go back. So you said you were asked to do one and two, but you were booked? Yeah, I was already booked on other things, and I, I couldn't swing it. What do you mean so, you couldn't swing? Like, wait. I so know. So someone asked you to... <laughs> To do the World Series, and you're like, oh, sorry, I'm booked. Sometimes it happens. There was, wow. I forget, there was something else going on, too, like <laughs> home-wise with my kids. And I, oh, I said, yeah. you know what? I want to be a fan for the first few. Yeah. So, wow. That's amazing. I got to be a fan. That's, that's truly amazing. Okay. It reminds me of Roxy's first time she got the call to go to be mm-hmm. a Rockette. And she's literally like, can I call you back? <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but in her defense, I had already accepted another offer. And so she was being professional. I was trying to be professional and they were not about it. <laughs> she was like, I need to call these other people. I want to make sure they know before it leaks sure. or something. Right. And, you know that. So she was being professional, but we're all like, what are you insane? Cause of course, you know, radio City's on the other end thinking they're going to use this for a future recording. Like, you know, when you say you hear the phone drop and the screaming in the background, right, like, right, oh, my God, oh, right. my God, you know. And of course, the woman that <laughs> called me, I, I eventually met her. And it's like the first time I met her, I had these eyes glaring at me. So you're the one. <laughs> She's yeah, like, the one said, can I call right. you back? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, hey. that, and that happens in this business. Yeah. Where, yeah. I mean, if I have three games with, say, AT&T Sports, I mean, they're my bread and butter. They're the ones I get 80 percent of the work with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't want to kick them off. I'm going to sure. say, let me call you back. Right. Let me see if I can swing this. That's so funny. So. Now, and then my <laughs> other quick follow-up question, and then we have to take a break already, actually. If the series was swapped, meaning Chicago had the home field, does that mean you most likely would not have been doing Game 7 if it was in Chicago instead of Cleveland? If They, they could have gotten someone there, or they, they, I could have traveled. I think they probably would have taken me there. Too. Oh, okay. That's oh, great. good. Oh, that's good. Okay. I was just curious how that all worked, if it was just because it was the local market type thing, or... A lot of times it does. It, it depends on who's available, who's not, and you know how high up you are, and the director likes you, Chain. <laughs> right, right. Gotcha. All right. Well, listen, I, I'm not even going to ask. I mean, this is too good, and we've got I've got people texting me questions for you and things like that. So, Bring them on. All right, Loyal Littles, we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Texas Littles, this is Dina, not from Damascus, but Dallas, one of your three hosts for the DFW area Summer of Littles 3.1 Gathering. Join me, Mary Faye Randolph, and Roland Esparza on August 7th at the Lockhart Smokehouse, Arlington. Go to summerlittles.com and RSVP so we'll be on the lookout for you. Now back to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast and we are meeting the Littles. We have Joe here with us telling us all about the master camera work that he does and we've got so much more to get into. No, you're not going to say this is Roxy speaking. No, I did that once before. It's fine. <laughs> once is enough. Now, we, I, I had to do that because I just wanted to make sure the Littles knew that you were still here. I'm here. I, I feel terrible about this. Uh, we try to like oh, mix don't. things up. and No, I love sitting here and listening. It's I'm really, really fascinating. Totally geeking out here. And as I said, Ritz is like going crazy right now because he's diehard Pittsburgh Pirates fan here in New York. So he gave me some... He's like, you have to ask these questions. And some of them are just sure. like random thoughts. He has pierogi mm-hmm. races. Is there anything Maybe. there? We love pierogi races. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's like our, our national sport here in, in PNC. You know, you got. I, I'm a Cheese Chester fan. You know, because he's an original. Ah. So you know, they got the new jalapeno Hannah, and the, you got to go with the. Got to go, go with the oldies, right? Crafty yeah. veteran. The yeah. original six, as they say in hockey or whatever. Yeah. Okay. yeah absolutely. <laughs> All right, and then he says, "Did he used to shoot at Three Rivers? You should ask how different the experience is for fans and for people behind the camera." It was. 
Let's put it this way. If you had a camera by the dugout back then at Three Rivers and it was a Sunday afternoon game, your feet on the AstroTurf would be burning by the third inning if it was a nice, sunny, hot August day. Yeah. It was very hot down there with the AstroTurf. It was very different. Believe it or not, though, even though PNC Park, I think, is one of the nicest ballparks in in the country. For camera positions, they're a little lacking. Uh, they either have rails in the way or some of them are too low. or so, But it's great. It's a, it's a beautiful ballpark. But I still hold some fond memories of, of the old dump there. In the old Three dump. Rivers, when it gets loud, I mean, because yeah. of that bulk, it was very loud. Sure, so, yeah. sure. Wow, that's great. And then he says, also ask about the renaissance, quote unquote, of the Pirates in 2013 <clears throat> to 15 after so many losing seasons. That was great. I mean... You know, it used to be where there'd be 4,000 fans, the game would be over, I can get out of the parking lot in two minutes and be home in 25. Mm-hmm. And then we got good. And there's 30-plus yeah. thousand every night, and it was rocking, and you just knew, you know, they would come back. And it was so – and you see, that's – when people put down the Pirates or the ownership, which is very easy to do, there's diehard Pirate fans out there. And if you put a winning team – on that field, the people will come. Yeah. And the greatest game probably was the Cueto game in 13. Nobody sat down the entire game. Every fan stood for nine innings. And wow. it was constant. It was great. It was, and I, I would love to see that all the time at PNC because it's a great ballpark. Oh, and yeah. they, have, they have great fans and they deserve a winning team because yeah. it was a lot of fun. People always, they, the look on their face of like, what? <laughs> when I tell yeah. them, it's in my top five. It's, it's absolutely, yeah. I've been to all but two. And it's in my top five. So I'm like, it's yeah. Yep. Now, last one real quick. McCutcheon's MVP season, what he meant to the team and the community. He was, you know, not only was Kutch a great ball player, but he was great for the community. I mean, he always shared his time. I know there was a lot of things he did that weren't even publicized, and that's the way he wanted it. Mm-hmm. He was very accessible to the kids, which I love to see, you know, before games, signing things. And he's always smiling. And, you know, when you work the camera by the pirate dugout, you know, he's he knows where the camera is. He knows yeah. two or three guys that always do that camera. So they'll, he'll, you know, sometimes, hey, swing it over here. And we swing it, and he does some dance or something. So yeah. he, he's a very personable guy. He was a, he was a good guy. I miss him. Now, forgive this Boston Red Sox fan for not knowing this, and I swear that's all we'll mention about the Red Sox, because apparently you have some issues with that. I, what, what year was that? I don't remember. His MVP season? 14, I believe. Oh, so it 13. was in that range. I well, figured no, it was... 12, 13, yeah, somewhere around Okay, there. gotcha. And now you've already kind of went into this. You said it was okay to have mixed crossover like Pittsburgh-Cleveland, sure. but Absolutely. when you mentioned the Browns, you were like, no way. Now, no. I assume you're a diehard Steelers fan. Yeah. Okay. So now, but you have a connection with that from your high school. Was that our high school nickname is the Steelers, uh, the Feral Steelers. And um, although until 1980, the football team used to be the Night Riders, because we were the first high school in our little valley that had lights. Uh, the Sharon Steel oh, lights up for night, so they call them the Night Riders. And but Steelers. We've had we had that nickname longer than Pittsburgh, I believe. So ah. we, we have a bunch of steel mills down there, and uh, like my classroom has a little picture of a steel mill on the side. Nice, and yeah, so we're the Steelers. Okay, Joe, I I feel like I'm rushing this interview because you know we there's only have so, so much. much. There's so much, and we only have so much <laughs> this time. Is awesome. So, we're but I would, I would, yeah, we'll have to have you back. So while we're in the Pittsburgh area of the conversation, <laughs> then I swear, Littles, we'll go somewhere else. You are going to Summer of Littles 3.1, right? I am. All right. I am. And which you're, the one that Bob Sproul's hosting? The one Bob's doing, yeah. Okay, great. So Amazing. that'll right be great. Right by PNC Park. Oh, it is right by PNC? Yeah, a block and a half. Oh my gosh, I didn't oh, realize perfect. that. Okay, well, we haven't dived into every Gotta location. Okay, so real quick, in like 30 seconds, how did you start listening to Tony? How did you become a little? I started in the 90s when he was on uh, ESPN Radio and, and the station here in Pittsburgh used to carry it. And I always plan my lunch hours so I can listen to the show. And I liked it because it's a nominally a sports show. I enjoyed listening about the Purple Line and all the all his trials and tribulations. And and then he when he went away for Monday Night Football, I kind of lost track. And then by strange coincidence, when I started getting into podcasts, I saw that he was on. So around 2010, which I think was the greatest year because you had Snowmageddon, the Panda. I mean, you had all these great stories mm-hmm. that I still have on my old iPod because it's so funny. Oh, yeah. And. So I started listening again in, in 2010 and been a little ever since. Oh, nice. Wow. So did you ever make it to Chatter? And was there any other Littles events that you've 
been a part of? Gathering? I did. I, I made when I was when the Rangers, please, when the Capitals <laughs> Stanley Cup. Um, I was there with NBC, and my first night there, I it was a Tuesday, and I said I'm going to Chatter. So I went and had dinner there, and Wilbon's chili was phenomenal. <sighs> and Alan Bubis's son, Anthony, I believe, he was my waiter. Oh wow! And wow. Then, Afterwards, I, trivia was going on, and I kind of wandered over, and I ended up sitting with Neil from Rockville and, and Jen Babish and uh, uh, Carol Kornheiser and uh, Mark Schaefer, and yeah, it was great. I, you know, it was finally great to be able to put faces to names, and right. I thought I was sitting with royalty. I'm like, wow, these are all the yeah. people from the podcast. Right. And and listen, Neil's going to appreciate that because Neil's the one that always He's gets the, forgotten. Yeah. and I noticed that was the first name you mentioned. <laughs> So. Well, because he gave me his card. He said whenever he comes to Pittsburgh because his daughter's at Pitt, he would give me oh. a jingle, and he never did. Oh. So, you know, we were going to wow. fight or something. Can't go to the O now because they're closed. But, yeah, no, I was just sitting there, and I offered nothing for the trivia because it was way too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I mean, as you said, you got to meet royalty that night. Yeah. That's, that's it so was neat. so much fun. Did I didn't you... get to see the podcast, but I got to hang with those guys, and oh, I loved okay. it. Well, I was going to ask if you ever had the opportunity to meet Tony. No. Yeah. We had crazy hours with the Stanley Cup, and I could not. And then I was in town for something else about a year or two later, and I was only going to be there for the night, so I went and had dinner there. Okay, yeah. so now let's get – I'm sorry. We have to do this. Like, So you're, you're burying like five leads in one, one interview <laughs> here. So wait, so you've done the Stanley Cup finals as well? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, I here comes the, the hockey talk, yep. Bobby. There you go. I did all the Pittsburgh ones, and I did the Capitals in Vegas. And a good friend of mine from college is, if any Capital fans are there, he is known as the head. And he paints his entire face and neck in red. And it's very embarrassing when I have to be seen with him. And so he was there. And I, I saw Sansy up on stage because I was doing the pre-postgame show that was outside with you know thousands of Caps fans. And so he was up on stage and I yelled a little cheesery to him and he comes over and smiles and shakes oh my hand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Affirmation, baby. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I've got so many questions and some are going to sound really stupid. Now, were you actually doing the game or just like yeah, for the finals? I was doing the Catherine tap in the desk that they had outside. Uh -huh. so right. The game was going on. We just kind of sat there and watched. Gotcha. And then, you know, we work in between periods and then pregame and postgame. Well, this is Sorry. what's so so interesting to me is because I don't really do hockey. I don't watch it because honestly, mm -hmm. part of the reason is because it's so fast and you can't even follow the puck. What is that like being a cameraman? Do you do, you it, do hockey hard. games? Yeah, there are certain cameras that are harder than others. Sure. The ones that do that really, it's called a tight follow when you're, you're just zing, zing, zing all over and you really have to get into a rhythm and wow. uh, you have to like stick your head out of the camera sometimes and see where the heck did the fuck Right, go? that's what I'm, that's, that's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like going from like, you know, they always talk about the announcers, golf announcers doing hockey like oh, with the yeah. oxygen, they would need oxygen. <laughs> um, it's crazy. We, when I do the robotic cameras, which is the one above the goalie, and then my other buddy is doing the center ice uh, robo camera mm -hmm. and we sit next to each other in a room like off the ice. And there are times when we'll yell at each other, where's the puck? Because yeah. unlike the guys out in the arena, they could just look outside their camera and find it. Right. We're just looking on a monitor and I'm like, uh, right face off <laughs> Okay, there it is. I don't you see know. it. Right. Oh my God. <laughs> that's so funny. It's, it's like, fast. The behind the scenes is just so great mm -hmm. sometimes. It's like. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you what. If fans could listen to the camera yes. people and set the announcers, you'd Or the director, yes. Yeah. That would yeah, be cool. awesome. That you would know, be they, so fun. They've posted a couple times totally opposites, but not yes. really. A couple of have leaked. these. They're now doing these TV live Broadway shows that they're filming right. and you know try to encourage people to get into Broadway more, and it's kind cool. of like upsetting in a way because mm -hmm. it's more for the TV. It's all about money, as we yeah. know. Oh, yeah. But there were a couple that leaked where the stage manager, which is one of my jobs, who's calling yeah. the show, who's basically, I guess that would be your director, right? When, mm -hmm. Who's telling you camera one, camera seven, camera six, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. To hear the behind the scenes as they're calling it and with a second TV that actually has sure. what the audience is watching, it's mm -hmm. just always so interesting. And it's just, it's total respect there, for those people. There is a YouTube video out there. You can Google it. I think it's uh, called, if you just type in, What's going on in tape? It's a director, old, old director, old style school, and he just loses his mind. And it's just <laughs> nice. All right. Well, I'll check that out. it's kind of like old Tony Kornheiser, uh, you know, radio show yeah, se right, segments. Right. 
Okay, so now I know we can't go too far into this, and whatever you can share with the Littles, I'm sure would be greatly appreciated, because I'm also sure that you've gotten to meet some really cool people. Do you have any fun stories like that? I, I heard there might have been a David Aldridge, Tim Kirchin moment or something like that. Let me say, in, in Old Three Rivers, I was late eating dinner, and I was the only one in the press room, and... I see a gentleman walk up to me and he goes, do you mind if I sit here? I don't like to eat alone. I said, sure. And I look up and he goes, hi, my name's Vin. And I'm like, uh, yes, Mr. Scully. Stop thank it. You. Yeah. He wanted to sit down and he just asked me what I, what I was doing and what am I? And you know, that kind of, he was the nicest man. Wow. He really okay. was cool. Okay. Well, I'm going to gather myself now and I'm going to let you continue, but are you freaking kidding me or that? Like, yeah, what, so what was that like? Did you get to have share I, stories know, or were you just being cool? He was more interested in what I did there and just what TV is like and do I enjoy it and things like that. And and I just told him, you know, I was a big fan. I've known, listened to him forever. And just he was just a very nice, cordial person. Wow. wow. That's, That's so good cool. to know. You know, it's so funny because yeah. we equate, and I always tell these stories, this is going to sound insanely stupid, but I've said before, Roxy and I have gotten to work with some really famous people, you know, in the entertainment world. And I, I don't think anything of it. I'm the whole, they put their pants on one leg at a time, just like we do. Mm -hmm. And that's partly why I get some gigs that I do, I think, because I, I'm you not... You treat them like they're... Yeah, they're normal. Same right. way. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't sit there and take selfies. And people are like, wait, you nope. got to hang out with Cheetah Rivera and blah, blah, blah. And you didn't take a selfie. I'm like, no, man, because that's my job. You know, they don't... I think of all the people I've met and I've never taken pictures because they're exact, you're exactly right. Okay. I'm going to work, they're going to work. Yeah. But if I were to ever meet like... Gary, Jeannie, Nigel, yeah. I would probably freak out. I would be like, yeah. like fanboy, which when, is hilarious. When we me. get to a jingle fest, it's going to be... Oh, it's going to be I'm crazy. Gonna, I'm going to have to keep like calming him down. Like, and, absolutely. It, yeah, it, that, I just think that's hilarious. Like, I'm only like that with when I see ball players that I was either a fan of as a kid. Mm -hmm. That's when I get a little starstruck. Yeah. But yeah. people I meet now... Hey, we're just working. I mean, I'll look back someday and go, Ooh, I have met some really cool people. Yeah. But right now, they're just guys I work with, like right. Timmy Kirkjian. And he, so wait, Kirk, so you I work with him. Timmy? Like, what's that? Like, all that? Every once in a while, especially when the Pirates are good, ESPN would come in and do a game. Sunday Night Baseball or Tuesday Night Baseball. And the crew I loved the best was the Kirkjian crew with uh, Eduardo Perez. And Jeff Evers, the director, is just it's a fun crew. Mm -hmm. And this was right after the whole avocado thing hit. So we were going to ESPN. We had our own private dining area. And I walked up to the chef. I said, hey, can you go in the back and get me an avocado? And he goes, you mean you want me to slice you? I said, no, no, just a whole avocado. <laughs> and he goes, why? And he goes, I don't know if it's going to be good. I said, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. So he gives me this avocado. We're walking up getting food. And I said, excuse me, Mr. Kirkjian. And he turned around. And I go, would you sign my avocado? Yes. And he just goes, oh, geez, oh, man, another little. <laughs> Do you still have it? I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I don't have the avocado. You would have to freeze it or something. Right, right. right. We, we sat down and talked, but I get on him because that year he had said that uh, the Indians were going to win the World Series, and I think they lost to the Yankees in the first round. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh -huh. But he's, he's just got great stories. I could sit and oh, listen to him talk yeah. for hours. Sure. He is my favorite guest. Ugh. And he's just wonderful. And then David Aldridge, I wore, of course, my chatter shirt when the Nats were in town. And I was walking by the Nats were taking batting practice. And I went down my pregame ritual. I had to go down and get some gum from the bench. And I hear someone yell, hey, nice shirt. And I didn't even know he was there. And I turned around. I went, oh, my God, it's T.A. <laughs> So That's does so that cool. is that considered a David Aldridge moment? Well, I don't, I don't know compared to what um, not uh, what Mark said. Schaefer says. Right, what Mark Schaefer did, but right. yeah. I mean, but it is D. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, if, if, so it, chat, if it's actually you know, him, maybe it counts. Right, That's I guess not, thinking. but technically. So okay, I mean, who else? We we gotta you gotta give us one more. Like who else that you think the Littles would be interested in hearing about? Uh, Charlie Steiner. Him being with the Dodgers radio, he was in the lunch line, and I got behind him, and I said, Charlie, I bet the food's better at the Loa Tower. And ah. he just stopped, and he started laughing. And so I asked him, I said, is it your turn to have it? And he goes, I have it at my house. And he pulls his phone out, and he scrolls through his pictures. He shows me, here's a picture of the Loa Tower calendar next to his Emmy on his mantle. <laughs> and then he goes, I'm going to call Kornheiser right now. So he pulls out his phone. And he's calling, and he goes, I know he won't answer. And, of course, Tony didn't answer. Right. And Charlie left a message. Tony, I'm here with one of your littles in Pittsburgh. And he mentioned <laughs> the Loa Tower and, you know, said something and then goodbye. 
that that just that's killed. awesome. That's just that that's crazy. Yeah, I mean the that's connective tissue. I mean, yeah. hopefully that'll happen someday in my life. But it's just I hear those stories about like Bobby had one of those when yeah. his dad called. Yep. And Tony talked to him, and then some of the other ones just in general where they're like, oh, let me text. Like I think it was Bill Isaacson talking about this. Like, oh, we had this like fifty message text chain going and yeah. blah blah blah. And I was just like. You're killing me right now. <laughs> well, Joe, this has been incredible. I mean, I know Bob's going crazy right now, so we can't thank you enough for all these stories. It wouldn't truly be the Loyal Littles podcast interview without some fun, dumb questions, if you don't mind. Oh, bring them on. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there again. Are you go serious again? No, not oh, serious, okay. actually. Olympics. Oh, of course. Ooh, good okay. question. Have you ever shot a game that was here in the States, or would you want to, or if you did, what sport? would you be mostly interested? I almost went this year, but the thing with the Olympics sometimes is you go from venue to hotel to venue hotel that you don't even know where you're at because you don't really get much time. Sure. But I would like to do one. I bagged out of Vancouver and Japan, but I would like to try and do one. And I would probably want to do a winter because unless it's beach volleyball, I think hockey probably because it's what I'm good or something different. That's yeah. Fine. Yeah. Well, that was my question. If it was something different, not curling. What would it be? <laughs> oh, yeah. Got to be curling yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And if it was Summer Olympics, I'd want to do volleyball because that's what I played in high school and college and, and what I coached and stuff. So right. that would be fun. And um, and actually, Joe Manganello, Mr. Actor Boy, was one of my players. He was my middle hitter for two wow. years. And he's, you know, we still keep in touch. He's a good kid, even though I still call him kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's a good kid. And he was, he, he just wasn't a bad volleyball player. And I played at Duquesne and I played at Farrell. So wow. it's still part of my life. Yeah. All right. So I've got, I think this is going to be an interesting question. And there's got to be some little out there that might run with this. Okay. But who would play you in a movie of your life? Now, before you answer that, now, I, I get where you might think, okay, well, that's silly. I, I just, I'm behind the camera. But I feel like there's a book or something here. I mean, seriously, about all the games you've seen, but not really, because like you said, you can't watch the home run balls fly out. You can't watch where the puck's going. You can't, I don't think people quite understand. Yeah, because the, but you're still there. You're at these games. I mean, I don't know. I just think it's such an interesting life. I think it'd be kind of fun with like these shots of these very famous games or whatever that you've been at, but you were behind the camera. So who do you think would? Well, growing up, or I should say in my 20s, and I don't personally don't see it, and I'm not, <laughs> but someone would say that I look like Richard Gere. And I said, oh. okay. Even if it was like a documentary of some sort yeah. of like all the actually famous things you've seen. Well, and Every camera guy's goal is to have that iconic shot that is replayed over and uh -huh. over and yeah. over and say, even though 99.9% .9 of the people don't know, you know, that's my shot. That's what we Right. Of course. Now, follow up. Now, this is probably a dumb question. You, you don't see any residuals for that, right? There's nothing no. like that. Okay. I didn't think no, so. Only, but... only pride and happiness. Right. <laughs> a friend I work with, a camera guy, he's been around forever. He was part of the Flutie game. And oh, wow. um, one of the shots was his. Like I said, oh, nobody wow. knows it but me, but I yeah. know. Wow. Well, do you have one of those? I had, when Mark McGuire, when he retired, they were showing a compilation. And, and I believe one of my shots... It was dumb luck. He was right-handed, and I was at third base. So mm -hmm. what I did was I did a pan on his jersey, said McGuire, and then right as the pitch came, I pulled out, and he hit a home run. Oh. So I think ESPN had that in one of their – when he was retiring. Yeah, right, memories. That's yeah. really yeah. cool. So what's your bucket list? What What is one event – and I mean, maybe it is the Olympics. We just talked about that. But that you would really send those emails and say, please, 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 let me come do this event. Ooh, I would love to do either a gold medal volleyball game, uh, oh. actually women's because women's isn't as powerful as the men. Mm -hmm. I mean, men just beat the crap out of it. It's yeah. 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 But uh, either that, I mean, I've done game set, but I would like to do a different camera for a world series. That would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. And I would like to see a Stanley cup final at home win. I would like to because oh. penguins, all the ones they want. Yeah. Are on the so I wasn't actually there when they won the cup. So I think that would be pretty cool. Oh, not a Super Bowl? You know, I, no. You're not a big, uh, you haven't mentioned football much, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I I don't watch it anymore, believe gotcha. it or not. I mean, I'll watch the highlights, but I love 
running camera for it because you get some great replays. Yeah. But there's just something about a mid-January game with uh, snow or rain, and you're out there from oh, yeah. o'clock in the morning. Into, it's Okay, that's something we didn't even touch upon. <laughs> Let's hear it for the cameramen that are out there in these weather. I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, we don't show up 10 minutes before first pitch. I mean, we're out there. Yeah. football, you're out there with warm-ups. And they 10, 30, 11 o'clock, whatever, yeah. for a one o'clock game. And you maybe get a 15-minute break, so it's not like you can go inside and warm up. So you're basically out there for seven, eight hours. Holy wow. cow. Didn't you not even that think of that? Perfect. I'm glad we got there. <laughs> Seriously, next time you think of yeah. these cameramen and women out there that are mm-hmm. – wow, that's And don't crazy. yell at the guys on the cart that they, you can't see your seat. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm going to go fun dumb Good. Now. That's what we want. <laughs> Which TV family is most like your own? I don't think we ever asked that, that one. I, you know, I could maybe go with married with children, but that's oh, a little too much. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> I mean, it's not saying much for your daughter, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, no, it would be done wrong with the daughter, but you know, uh, you know, I'm sarcastic a little yeah, bit, yeah. so it's just part of the TV business. That's true. So yeah, let's go. Oh, that's awesome. a great one. I, I used to love that show because awesome. it, it, it finally the the first, you know it's so funny. I used to set, tell people it's the first TV show that actually represents a lot of these families in America. Like yeah. every, it was always the Cosby show or growing pains. I'm like, Oh yeah, dad, I wrecked the car. Cause I was being done. And he's like, Oh, it's okay, son. You told the truth. I forgive you. No, that's not how it works. That's no. not how parenting works. I'm sorry. So you're lying to your parents first. Of all. Right. You know, it's like, yeah. Anyway. So, well, Joe, unfortunately we're out of time. This is crazy. I mean, this has been so much fun. Uh, is there anything you'd like to plug or anything you'd need to like, what, what's your next gig? I'm an extra in, uh, a, I think it's Netflix called uh, league of their own. It's a series now. And I so get this booked is based on the movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, it's really, yeah, I love the period pieces cause I really want to wear a suit from the forties or fifties. Oh my yeah. gosh. Well, so fun. I mean, my college is literally like 25, 30 minutes from Cooperstown. And I was at school when they were filming A League of Their Own. And so a lot of my friends got to PA on that and stuff like nice. that. So my, I hated the movie, though. I was so aggravated by the movie. Yeah, I just, uh, I'll just say it. I, I just feel like they should have traded the other sister so that the Peaches could have won the championship. I agree. You know? I'm with you there. Yeah. Anyway, because I mean, I know it's... I always wanted to be a Peach. Of course. <laughs> Everyone wanted to be. <laughs> I always wanted to be Dottie. <laughs> So that's cool. So we should look out. And you said that you think that's on Netflix? I think so. Okay. League of okay. Their Own. I didn't yeah, even like hear it. about it. This is great. Yeah. They, they just started production, I think, the other day. They closed off a street in the south side of Pittsburgh, and they brought in all these you know old cars and lined wow. the streets, and it was really neat. Oh, that's wow. so cool. That's going to be great. So, all right. Well, it sounds like we're going to definitely have to have you back on at some point. So Bring it on. <laughs> maybe after you do your dream volleyball yeah. match or whatever so that'd be great I, I, so. I love the podcast you guys are great and i enjoy listening to you guys every week i'm glad you had me on oh you're too sweet all right yeah. all you loyal littles we'll be right back this is sully from boston never revere and you're listening to the loyal littles podcast on the wtfc podcast Network. welcome back to the loyal littles podcast on the wtfc podcast network how was that roxy (laughs) great i was vibing some roxy there welcome (laughs) back to the loyal littles podcast joe unbelievable yeah that was so much fun this is one of those we've had many people write to you know we'll reach out to someone say hey are you ready to meet the littles you know because we want them to come on the podcast and they're like are you kidding me there's no way i could compete with some of your guests and we're like of course we have our saying please 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 every little has a story to tell blah 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 i completely understand now because those stories it was great and i can't tell you since we've met joe the other last week or whenever it was he's now tweeted us some pictures and they're so freaking great he sent me one over the weekend from Mm -hmm. when the pirate had the walk-off grand slam hit he sent me the shot that he was filming when that happened and so great it's yeah some of these shots he's getting are just amazing and I apologize to all the littles because and Roxy too I just totally geeked out because that's something that I feel like I would love to do someday you know in my life I mean obviously I won't but it's just that's it just seems like so much fun yeah it really does it seems like so great and so just thank you again for taking the time and sharing the stories with the Littles. I know they appreciate it. I know Ritz appreciated it. We know Bob appreciated it. And everyone in Pittsburgh, that must just be 
and and the leads he buried, you know, about the Stanley Cup. So we got some hockey talk in there. I mean, so that was great. So much fun. Thank you so much. Roxy, we have some quick announcements we want to get to. Mm -hmm. And the big one is about Jingle Fest. Now, I kind of misspoke. I mean, I don't think I misspoke, but I did want to announce it. Jerry Negrelli obviously announced that there would be two Jingle Fests, hopefully this year. And I announced the dates and all that stuff. You mean next year? Or next year, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did not realize that one of them specifically was dependent on a Kickstarter program that has been created. Created. Yeah. Okay. So what you need to do is just go to littlesongs.net backslash jingle fest and all the information is there. I don't want to get too technical with all that stuff because I'm not entirely sure. But as far as I understand, the March 5th Nashville has been fully funded. I guess that because that had to do with last year's that we couldn't do in Nashville because of the pandemic. Right. But the one for June needs to be, I, I guess, still funded. Now, I, again, I've never been to a Jingle Fest, unfortunately, so I don't know. I just want to get the information out there. Please go to littlesongs.net backslash Jingle Fest. Know all about it. Support it. Obviously, we all know it's amazing. And we're hopefully going to try to figure out something so we can get there this time because we've been told by umpteenth people that it's a must to do. So we're hoping for that. Uh, we just wanted to give a special shout out to that. And then a re quick reminder for the Grandstander Olympics pool. Now, this is that Bob Sproul stuff he does. Small monetary value. Pool, right. Over <laughs> on Little's Picking Games. However, I, I'm 99% sure you do not have to like go and become a member of that Facebook group. Just email him. Just email him, him or tweet at him or find him on Facebook. Just tell Bob that you would like to join the Olympics pool, because I think a lot of people might be interested that, in that that aren't normally yeah. into like golf and football pools and things like that. Right. Or because even like the college basketball. There are so many events. Yeah, because um, and it's such a, it's one every four years or well, yeah. they're doing every other year now, I guess, is how they do it. But so it's just a really cool thing. It costs nothing to join. It's a lot of fun. We've been doing the golf ones and we did yeah. the college basketball one. I'm still doing my research on... <laughs> which country I think is going to win certain events because I, I don't know, but, um, right. But the point is don't wait. Yeah. You have to the, the, in, understandably because the Olympics are starting later this week. We, yeah. they, all the things must be in by Friday, July 23rd. That's this Friday. So just reach out to Bob. I'm sure he'll forward you an email that has all the information and then you can make your picks and why not? It's fun. It's also, it's, it's fun because it's one of these longer ones. It's kind of like the college basketball one where it lasts a while. It's yeah. not just one weekend right. worth of stuff. So like the golf and all those. Right. So um, well, what I love is that they separate the major events like the gymnastics and the track and field and the swimming. You don't typically see swimming and track and field happening at the same time because right. so many people want to watch um, and tune in. So I, I like how they space it out that way. So there's going to be something for everyone throughout the entire Olympics. Yeah. So, I mean, we all know. So yeah. So make sure you, you get over there and do that. It's yeah. just it's a fun time. So Roxy and I kind of have a funny Sort of funny story. We knew this day was coming. <laughs> and especially if you're from the trivia, uh, the chatter trivia group, you might want to pick your ears for this one. Uh, Roxy and I finally decided it was time to make the plunge and we had a guest over. Yep. We, we decided, okay, because we haven't had anyone in the apartment except immediate family. And yep. that's been very rare. Mm -hmm. I think your parents came over like maybe once or twice in the last year and a half. Yeah. And that was normally just to like pick you up or drop something off right. for us, whatever. And, but we finally had a friend over, you know, fully vaccinated. We felt like we'd been hanging out outside of the apartment right. and stuff like that. So we felt, okay, it's time. Why don't you come over? We'll watch a movie or something, whatever. So I'm sorry, we're laughing because they eventually had to use the bathroom. Yeah. Now, if you're from the chatter <laughs> trivia team, I think you know where this is going. Yeah. So we had to explain the shower curtain. Yep. So um, that was a first. <laughs> that was a first. And I completely forgot about it, actually, at first. And uh, they thought it was cute. Uh, yeah. She was like, oh, that's adorable. But I, you know, what is it? What, <laughs> why is it? <laughs> why is it? Why is there a monkey sitting on a toilet giving me the finger <laughs> when I walk in the bathroom? So I, it was awkward at first, but kind of explained. And as Tiny Chuck actually said, uh, what? They, they clearly don't subscribe to the podcast then. So, you know, what's up? So, so we thought that was fun. And then next, Roxy, before we get out of here, because we've had such a full day already. Last we our last Meet the Littles guest, David Patton, he had kind of said something about how there's no good TV on for the summer. Mm -hmm. And he was recommending some things he's watched. I forget what it was. Uh, Justice, I think he said it was. He's watching for the third time. I think that's what it was called. Something like that. 
And it made me remember because just a couple days ago, Roxy finally, finally, finally finished the How I Met Your Mother series. Yep. And it was fun for me to rewatch, especially season nine. That was the final season. Right. First, I want to go back one before that, because we've raved and raved about Cobra Kai in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's coming back for, I think, season four. Yep. Episode, it, I think it's like episode 20 something in, in season eight. It's We're just calling it the Karate Kid episode. It still holds up. Yeah. I tweeted that last week sometime. So much fun. It has both. Ralph uh, Macchio and. Johnny. William Zabka. Right. Johnny. Yeah. It's Johnny. Yeah. I mean, come on. And they're both in it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I completely forgot it was there. Mm-hmm. So I've been kind of rewatching some of these. I've already seen the entire series. I watched it when it aired. Yeah. So I've been kind of jumping in and out periodically on these episodes. But I did pretty much watch the entire last season with you. Yeah. And, and that still, was, I mean, the the cameos are hilarious. Oh, the cameos are hilarious. And, and, and he's in the whole... Yeah. Ralph Macchio is only in that one episode, but... William Zabka is is part of the story. He's part of the story all the way through the final season, basically. And I have to say, if you haven't seen the series, I highly recommend the first three seasons are fantastic. First two seasons are amazing. Mm -hmm. The writing is brilliant. Then it kind of like falls into that. eh, We have to get through these seasons and just kind of like keep the story going. And then it ends. The final season is great until the last literally 45 seconds. Of the entire like series. They could have ended it I hated 45 it. seconds before the ending. <laughs> they should have ended it 45 <laughs> seconds before they did. They went all in and I feel like they lost. Yeah. I mean, opinion. it's it's but. one of those situations where everyone was expecting an outcome like this, that he would end up with who he ends up with. But you're also, they make another character that pops in in the ninth season so likable. So likable. So likable that it kind of pisses you off yeah. that it doesn't end the way ever, you know, at that point I was expecting. In their defense, I think they ended it the way they felt like all the fans wanted it to end. Right. And in this case, I feel like that was a mistake. That's just our opinion. We don't want to say any more because we don't want to do spoilers. I I cried a lot during the last couple episodes. Oh yeah. It's still crying. It's, I don't know how much of a spoiler it would be considering it last aired in 2014. Right. But if you're looking for a good summer rewatch, uh, it's, it still holds up. It's great. The last thing I'll say for it, I can look it up. If you want tweet at us, we'll find it. It's, I want to say like season three or four, there is a college basketball episode that is just absolutely brilliant. (laughs) Having to do with the tournament, yeah, the sixty-four team tournament, yeah, it's some of the greatest writing I've seen in a long time. Matter of fact, they replay, they used to replay it every year at that time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, every time because it's oh, classic. Cool. It's a classic NCAA tournament type mm-hmm. episode that has nothing to do with basketball. Right. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so yeah, just a, a really good series. I'm so glad Roxy finally finished yeah. it and all that stuff. So yeah, and Roxy, unfortunately, I mean, we had so many good stories from Joe today that we're out of time. So tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at wtfcpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And as always, head on over to iTunes and look us up there. Give us a nice rate and review. We'd really appreciate that. That's always really helpful. I guess we should say happy birthday one more time, Tiny Chuck. Happy birthday, Tiny Chuck. I mean, you can actually say for the last time, 49 again. (laughs) I wonder if he's going to be mad that we gave away his age. Nah. He better not. I mean, we're just always going to be younger than you, Chuck. Just just accept that. Well, I'm always going to be younger than all hey, of y'all. Hey, <laughs> that's very true. All right, that's fine. So let's get out of here. Roxy, as always, if you're out shopping online tonight, which you've been doing a lot lately, which is totally fine. But hey, I'm using the code. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Another little...
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Where's the puck?